Welcome to There Is A Season. If you're new here, this is a podcast where my mom and I typically share some encouragement from the Bible for women. Today, my mom could not make it in, but I have two special guests with me. I have my friend, Tina. Hi, Scotty. And I have my friend, Jayla. Hello, everyone out there. We are going to talk about some personal testimonies of how we came to Christ and some other fun topics. And we hope that you enjoy. So, Jayla, yes. can you share a little bit about yourself, maybe personal interests, hobbies, okay. maybe even if you want to go into your childhood or how you came okay. to know Christ, anything like that? All right. I am in my third quarter of life. I'm 40 years old. I'm married. Um, I'm the wife of a pastor. I have three children. Four, I'm sorry, Peyton is 15 now. She just turned 15. Kinsley. My middle is 12, and Jace is my little guy. He's six. Mm-hmm. We live a busy, I homeschool all three of the kids, and we just live a busy ministry life, my husband and I, but we enjoy our life fully, and God is blessing. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, went to church, learned about Jesus from a young age, was taught the gospel all of my life. I am a twin, which is an interesting fact about me. And because I'm a twin, I have a little bit different of a story of how I came to know Christ. When we were four years old, my mom was sitting down and talking to us about the gospel and about how to know Christ as your Savior. And I don't really remember that at all because four was a long time ago. (laughs) But even growing up, it was something that I really based on the memory of my twin. Because I was always told, when I asked about it, my twin remembered it, and my mom remembered that both of us were there when we made that decision to trust Christ. So most of my childhood and teen years, I really struggled with doubt of my salvation. And I kept going back and saying, well, I was there and I made that decision. But it was really, again, based off of what my twin could remember and what my mom was telling me. It wasn't, it was a head knowledge, but it wasn't a heart knowledge. Mm -hmm. And all through my teen years, I went to teen camp, youth conferences and youth rallies. And it was me just being reassured, I would pray for reassurance of my salvation. Mm-hmm. But I was reassure, reassuring myself of something that I didn't know I ever trusted in. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually in college. I went to college at Pensacola Christian College. My last semester there or the semester before, there was a revival going on back home. And my mom called me and just out of the blue said, These people have been getting saved that we really thought were always saved, that we thought knew Christ. And she just, I guess from the leading of the Spirit, said, Jayla, do you know 100% sure that when you die, you're on your way to heaven? And I broke down and cried in my dorm room at Pensacola. And I said, I do not. And I'm tired of doubting. Mm -hmm. It was just a moment of God... I am just going to humble myself and admit that for years I've walked the walk, talked the talk, and never truly knew you. But that night, on the phone with my mom in my college dorm, I trusted Christ as my Savior. I've never had that doubt again, and it is just an assurance that I have through the rest of my life. 
after I graduated uh, Pensacola, I went back home and was working in, my dad was a layman, but he was working with the youth, and um, he and my mom, and so I was helping, and it was through that where I went to the Bill Rice Ranch one summer to help my dad in ministry and with the youth group, and I met Jason. So we met in camp ministry. We were married a year later. We were on our honeymoon a year later. So I don't recommend that for everyone, but it worked for us when um, God shows you who he wants you with. You follow that leading and it's been a wonderful life. We've been married for almost 17 years. We've been in youth ministry. We were in camp ministry for several years and now my husband's a senior pastor. And so God, again, has just blessed our life and I'm thankful for it. Wow. Wow. I love all of that. Thank you for sharing that you didn't know Christ during yeah. all those years. And it really took just, again, the humbling because that fear of man of, well, they thought I've been saved mm-hmm. this whole time and I've acted like it. I was never a terrible person. You didn't look at me and I'm like, oh, what a dirty, rotten unbeliever. Right. No, I knew how to look like the Christian. I even went to a Christian college. And then just that realization of the Holy Spirit working and going, you don't know me. Hmm. And finally admitting to it. And it was, again, the best decision I've ever made. God's used that testimony, though, for people that really have walked that road of doubt. Where they need that assurance of of something that they have done and to stop doubting. Or to know and just be confirmed and confident in the decision that they've made to trust Christ. So, I love that. Do you have... Do you have a life verse, maybe, or something that, maybe some different ones that you've clung to? Through some the of them have changed, but the one that has never changed is Jude 22. And if some have compassion, mm. and that's just always the people that have made the most impact on me is because they just loved me. They had compassion on me. Mm. Um, and Christ showed such patience and long-suffering and continued to draw me to him. And so Jude 22, I would say, is probably the life verse that has stuck with me the most, although some of the verses in my life have come and gone through different stages. Yeah, I was going to ask that through different stages of life. Mm -hmm. Do your verses tend to change? I have had different verses for different stages, for sure. And I think that's a beautiful reality that God's word is always sufficient. So there's a time that I might have more need in a certain area of life and you know what god's word speaks to that yeah well i have three kids Mm -hmm. and when they were real young my life first felt like be kind one to another (laughs) not necessarily my life first but our family first because it was quoted a lot yeah different stages definitely gear itself to different verses that speak Mm -hmm. to you at that time do you ever need different verses for different children Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You don't have to like say which children or anything, yeah. but no. yeah. Uh, uh, swift to sl- swift to hear, slow to speak, slow mm-hmm. to wrath generally applies. But mm-hmm. um, I think that there's Aaron. Uh, my husband has challenged the summer staff, and often is just a reminder for all of us here to have a power five. You know, like the five verses that you're just going to go to at certain times. And I think that's a helpful thing to realize, like. 
God's word has a lot of truth for us. And mm-hmm. having a few verses that you can just go back to and say, this is a good, you know what? The Lord is my rock. He is my salvation. Yeah. And oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. There are, there are so many truths I love saying to myself, you know, um, the Lord has not given me a spirit of fear. Thank you, right. Lord, that you have not given me. And so I think that there are times that just that practice of going back into God's word and finding some truths to meditate on, mm-hmm. it, there, there's so much there. Mm-hmm. Don't, well, don't just, stick to just one because you feel like you can only memorize one. Yeah. Push yourself. Get yes. it here. <laughs> well, and like we spoke about the stages of life in our own life just as women, and you ask, well, is there different verses you use for different kids? Yes, and there's different stages with yeah. those children. Mm-hmm. You know, children obey your parents. Be kind one to another. But then as my children are getting older, we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit and then doing studies on those so that we can grow those and really focus on what God's trying to teach us in that stage. Mm -hmm. And so it just depends on your child, their personality. Every child's different. And if you're a mom, you know that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so every need is different in women and in children. Mm -hmm. So you said that you are a pastor's wife now. Can you tell us a little bit about what that role looks like? Is it what you expected or is it a little different? It is a yes and no answer. So there are definitely some things. I've been a pastor's wife for two and a half years now. There are some things that absolutely was expected to um, serve along with my husband, to help him in the ministry, um, to be an encouragement to the women there, that type of thing. And then there are some things that are a shock. Not, and maybe shock is the wrong word, just the unexpected, where you didn't really know that you were going to be a part of this, mm-hmm. and yet there's a need there, and until God fills that need with someone else, it still has to be done. Like times you told me where you got to cook the food for your big church outreach, right? Yes. You wouldn't have maybe envisioned that you know you got to cook for hundreds of people. Right. <laughs> well, and that's where I called Tina. I was like, what was that potato recipe? Yes, right. Help me out here. You know, so things that I didn't, I don't really have a gifting in or don't do as well because we started out in a church that was smaller and God is blessing and it's growing. We still don't have the people Mm-hmm. to do everything that we're trying to do. And so, yeah. so I think the unexpected part of ministry there is how many things need to be done, and sometimes you just fill a role that is needed, yeah. even if you don't think that's your gift or where you would grow the most. Or mm-hmm. you know, So, yeah, it is very interesting. But we have very sweet people, too, that love on us and encourage mm-hmm. us. I really thought I had this vision of the people expecting things from me. Mm. And God's brought us to a sweet church where they just want me to be me. Mm. And it's a blessing. They're just like, no, Jayla, we can do that. You do something else that you love, you know? So there's, there's not that expectation of because I'm the wife of the pastor and the pastor's wife that I have to fit a certain role. And that has been a blessing for sure. Yeah, that is really, really nice. I appreciate that. As far as like maybe something that, you constantly go back to scripture for personally or something maybe that you used to struggle with or you don't struggle with anymore? Do you have any generic just encouragement for women out there? I've just been at a ladies retreat and speaking and I told Tina this and I don't know if you knew this from from when I spoke but 
all the things that I spoke at the ladies retreat were things that God was working on my life mm-hmm. with. And one of the first things that I spoke over the weekend about was joy mm-hmm. and how to experiencing true joy because I've everybody in life walks through valleys and some dark ones and I've had that recently and so God has really been working on my life and really my whole life through the valleys I have a tendency to really focus on the problems to see them and really focus instead of turning them over to God and sometimes that can really create just sadness um depression if you stay focused on the problem instead of the problem solver. Mm. And so joy is probably even, I spoke on it this weekend because God's still working in my heart about it. But really, if I look past over the last 17 years of marriage, of life, of really adulthood, that would be something that God continually works on me with because I can allow myself to get down and out about certain circumstances and things in my life. Mm. Do you have any scripture that has helped you through that during the years? For the weekend, we looked at Philippians, which is the book of joy. Mm. And so that's one that I always go back to because it's just the whole book itself is full of little nuggets (laughs) of joy that remind you how to be joyful, when to be joyful, why we're joyful, all of those things. And so this weekend, we even looked at... Where Paul in verse 3 of Philippians chapter 1 says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And we talked about a heart of gratitude. And I am the first person to tell you that I can complain about anything sometimes, unfortunately. I think we all can. Yes. Yeah. And so that, just to remember that a heart of gratitude really just puts you in a spirit of being more joyful. So it's verses like that. Mm. Yeah. What are some tangible things that you have done to refocus your mind or to get you in that state of being joyful? Memorizing scripture, like Tina said, um, just having those verses that when you feel yourself getting down, when you feel yourself getting irritable, to be able to quote those, the joy of the Lord is your strength memorizing scripture and then secondly having those friendships that you can rely on a friend that you can send a text to and just say you know what pray for me today i love i also love music Mm. i love just having uplifting music playing through our house constantly i find that music is something that god speaks to me Mm. yes scripture yes prayer time and quiet time with him but also music it really just turns my heart over to heart of gratitude That's why in our home we only listen to Christian music Mm -hmm. because we're to be in, the Bible says to pray without ceasing. We're to have that attitude of prayer, that attitude of gratefulness always, and music turns your heart over to that, Mm -hmm. to worshiping the Lord where you can be grateful. But then, yeah, as Tina said, just friendships to rely on also that can come alongside of you and say, why are you down today? Where's the joy of the Lord? know so there are many things but those are definitely the three uh, scripture friendships music I appreciate you sharing all of that is there anything else about maybe just something fun in your life or just something that you want to share 
Ooh, that puts me right on the spot. You know, that's it's like that one, like when somebody's like, oh, tell me a fun fact about you. Right. And mine is always, I'm a twin because it's an easy one right. and not everybody's a twin. Jayla's an excellent cook. Tell us about how to make your heart attack dip. What? Oh, the heart attack dip. That's only what we call it. It will not induce heart yes. attacks automatically. Although, it's delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. It's not the healthiest. But it's really good. But it's a pound of sausage a pound of cream cheese, and one can of Rotel. And you just put it in a crock pot till it's warm, mix it all together, and use it with tortilla chips. So delicious. It is amazing. And we started doing it here at camp for sponsor dinners and for just like little get-togethers for Feed a together. fast dish. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a good one. It is. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I appreciate Jayla for sharing her testimony and the things in her life. That concludes today's episode. We will finish up with Tina's testimony and her story next week. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Bye!